in the morning when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my fucking ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My fucking ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother Rip them touchy suckers like the fucking players. The front page is brought to you by Bonkers Comedy Club at the Suncoast. The Suncoast Hotel and Casino is the place to eat, drink, and laugh. Check out Bonkers Comedy every Saturday night. The Kansas City Chiefs could sign Odell Beckham. Aaron Wilson tweeted yesterday, the Chiefs are regarded as a strong contender for veteran free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham per league stories. He is coming off an ACL tear from the Super Bowl. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported earlier this year he could be back in mid-November. They Do you re- believe he'd be a difference maker? They restructured Kelsey's contract to get some money. Uh, not a lot, $3.2 million. I mean, I guess he could be a difference maker if we're saying the ACL is healthy, right? I mean, it's what it was, it's, he did it in February. Right, so you're looking now at October, nine. less than a year, nine months. Packers are calling, too. Aaron Rodgers is doing yeah. a recruit job. I think he's going to be very well sought after. I hate when you bring up the Packers because I have to decide I if I want to make fun of the Packers or make fun of you as a Vikings fan. <laughs> that uh, just shows you how deep in the in the head they are. Odell Beckham. <laughs> Odell Beckham is going to catch a game-winning touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers to clinch the NFC North. I how hate deep it. are they in that head? <laughs> Next question. Yeah, solid question for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Russell Wilson has a real injury. This is a tweet from Ian Rappaport. After the MRI, Russell Wilson is considered day-to-day. It's a real injury, and he's in real pain, but he's pushing to play. What is this being clarified for? (laughs) Because everyone thinks he's just been faking everything? Yes. Excuse computer. Yes. I mean, we said it on this show. It sounds like a bunch of excuses, but this makes me believe it's not a real injury even more. (laughs) I promise you, it is legitimate. I'm feeling pain, Ian. Believe me, I'm feeling pain. I've fallen and I can't get Get up. up. Ouch. (laughs) I just, it's so, it's so much like... Yeah, so it's real. Absolutely. this It's like Russell Wilson's people called up Ian Rappaport and they said, oh, yeah, oh, he's hurt. It's real. It's, it's a, real. Oh, he's really hurt. He's pushing through this. You got to get this out there, Ian. The warrior. Let the people know that Russell Wilson is in pain and he's fighting through it. He's been awful. And yeah. we've had this conversation about, is he like done? Is this like Russell Wilson's not well, going to be a good quarterback? Well, you talked about the Darren Waller contract. What do you think John Elway's thinking about this one this in terms of disaster. regretting this contract? This is a nightmare. I think they. I think it's he this didn't year. Sign him. And at least what? Uh, Elway's not in the GM anymore, isn't he? Above that pay grade now because he couldn't pick a quarterback. Well, whoever he let pick Russell Wilson might be know, worse keep... than him. Mm, I only I only believe that because every game when Hackett's making decisions, they show Elway in the press oh, box. And his he's soul like, is like draining he's, from like his body. Deathbed. But yeah. I think it's three years in, they can legitimately get out of the Russell Wilson contract. Which it seems is, like 10 years right now. Right. And that's the thing. It They they trade for him and, and give him the big deal, expecting that they have a top 10 quarterback for multiple seasons. And what we've seen so far is they have a bottom 10 quarterback and they gave up picks for the 2022 and the 2023 draft and gave him a bunch of money. Like that's t- like he's worse than Jared Goff right now. Yeah. The Lions got a first round pick to take Jared Goff on and the Broncos gave up too. Like this could be 
five-year setback for the Denver Broncos if he's going to be this bad. Like, I when the, before the season, I said Derek Carr would be the third-best quarterback in this division, in the division ahead of Russell Wilson. I still thought they were going to have four top 15 quarterbacks right. in the AFC West. You didn't say it thinking Russell Wilson was going right. to be bad. It wasn't Russell Wilson's going to be the 25th best no. quarterback in the league. It was, ah, Russell Wilson will be the 13th best and Carl will be the 11th best right. or whatever. Not Carr's the 11th best and Russell Wilson the 25th. should be benched for who's their backup now? Can they get Drew Locke back? Like, it's incredible yeah, how bad he's been. he's not playing in Seattle, yeah. so why not? It's incredible how bad he's been. K-Long told me a couple days ago, you got to get rid of this echo. (laughs) By the way, Rhett Rippian. Whatever. (laughs) Rhett Rippian. From Boise State. Is that right? Yeah. Put him in. Give him a shot. He might might be the guy. Uh, Also, in Broncos news, Nathaniel Hackett said Melvin Gordon will start at running back. So, last game, Melvin Gordon had three carries. They're lost to the Chargers. Latavius Murray, who they signed from the Saints practice squad, led the team with 15 carries. Melvin Gordon afterwards said he did he did not know he was getting benched. He didn't understand why he was getting benched. He thought he could help the team and didn't understand it. So then Nathaniel Hackett, when asked about it, came out and was like, oh, he will start this week, which might mean nothing at all because I'm pretty sure Melvin Gordon was the starter. Last week, they just went to Latavius Murray in that game. This team, the Broncos are incredible. What a nightmare this franchise is at the moment. He was liking critical tweets of the team after oh, the fact, the too. And so oh, it's like when you yeah. when you look at an athlete who's disgruntled, look what they're yes. liking on Twitter. That'll Where's tell you what their, their mindset is. Page? Exactly. Yes. Oh, love it so much. So Russell Wilson's bad. The head coach looks in over his head. And Melvin Gordon, who's fumbled approximately 46 times this year, is complaining he doesn't get more carries over Latavius Murray. Great organization. They're going. I don't care about him. Next question. Chargers kicker Dustin Hopkins is expected to miss this week. Um, he kicked the game winner for the Chargers in overtime, despite his obvious hamstring injury. Uh, but it's not considered serious. So but he's missing a game. He's missing a game, but they, they serious. I think they meant it's not. You like should like this. You should have the punter kick the uh, field goals. They should. 100%. J.K. Scott, he kicked off. <laughs> that guy's a them. warrior. The punter kicked off for them in a game, right. in that game. So they absolutely should have J.K. Scott working on this and go to one one guy that kicks the ball, and he can punt yeah, and this kick. Is, this and is your dream. Off. The problem is I'm pretty sure the Chargers are going to sign. They're going to sign a kicker. They're going to sign a damn absolutely. kicker off the street who's going to sure. come in and miss a 42-yarder yeah. and be the reason they lose this week going to happen because that's what NFL teams do it. That damn Matt Amendola guy has been signed by two teams already this year and has missed kicks for two different teams. <laughs> He's not any good. Nepotism keep, keep from him. Danny's cousin, right? Is it? I, I don't, don't know. know. No, is it? That's well, with the name, you might be right. I don't that's know any other Who knows? Guys. That's what I mean. Unique name. Wow. Sorry. Jared is um, staring in the window. smoking outside you. and looking Kane's at us. Hello, friend. Sorry. <laughs> Everything good? Did the giving up smoking stop? Yeah, last week Jared was stopping hey. giving up smoking, and now he's, he's looking through. Progress the isn't linear, gentlemen. <laughs> now he's wandering around outside smoking, looking at his phone. Didn't work out. Well Searching for answers. But he was eating sunflower seeds like a maniac. Yes, exactly. Last week. He went a week. He, he went a week, and one day in a row, as many times as you can do it. Some days it doesn't get done. Kawhi wow. Leonard. Doesn't watch basketball on TV. He got asked yesterday if he watched um, the opening night games on Tuesday. 
And Kawhi Leonard said, I don't watch basketball like that. Whoever we play, I'll see the film, but I pretty much will not watch the games on TV. I like this. All around guy. He's watching Dahmer. Oh, my God. Is that a good thing? If yeah, you told me Kawhi Leonard was Friday watching Dahmer. No wonder he's so stoic. He's just watching. I'm like, it's fine. This is normal. He went from Gacy to Dahmer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What are you applauding? I'm confused at why you're applauding this. It's an all-around guy. He doesn't sit around watching 100 games. He doesn't need to. Just watch film of the people you're about to play. Just watch that film. Don't tell that to Kyler Murray. Does Kawhi <laughs> Leonard know the names of the players on the other teams? The stars, probably. And that's it? Only because he's probably played pickup the with them. Yeah. When, he play, when they play Oklahoma City, can he name more than one player? I'm uh, betting he can name Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Can you name anybody else? Josh Giddy. I don't think he can name Josh Giddy. He's a Giddey. baller. I don't think he can do it. I don't think he can. I'll tell you what. After watching the Lakers tonight, he can name about three players. <laughs> he played with one in Beverly. He knows the other two. And then the other guys on that team, I was watching that game. I'm like, who in the world are these dudes? I feel like Kawhi Leonard doesn't know players' names. I feel like when they're in like watching film or even in the game, if one of his teammates said, hey, I've got so-and-so and says the player's name, Kawhi will be like, I don't know who that is. Just tell me the He just calls numbers. Number. I got yeah, three. Yeah. I got number, number three. Tell yeah. me the number. I got yeah. 11. <laughs> and when his teammates say names, he's like, I don't know who that is. A double is deuce. Which is actually awesome. Is it? It'd be hilarious. It's, he's yes, it's weird. Hilarious. It's hilarious. Well, I mean, it can be weird and awesome at the same time. He's hilarious. That's I'm not great. sitting here saying Kawhi's got to go home and watch basketball because, like, that's your job. You don't need to spend your free time watching other people do your job. That's fine. But I just feel like Kawhi Leonard's the guy who knows approximately eight other NBA players. <laughs> Don't you think that's hilarious? I guess it's funny, yes. But he also hasn't played the sport in two years. Maybe that's why he Changed know over it. a lot. High turnover. Next question. Standing in your corner. Next question. All right. I thoroughly enjoyed this story yesterday. Uh, the Pacers opened their season against the Wizards. Uh, Miles Turner missed the game because he hurt himself in warm-ups. The way he hurt himself in warm-ups, he suffered an ankle injury when he landed on the foot of a ball boy. Oh, God. Well, a former ball boy. <laughs> because the, the poor kid probably had nothing to do with it, but uh, if someone's getting bounced, it's him. Where's the Happy Gilmore quote? Hit it off of that big guy's fat foot! <laughs> he landed on the foot of a ball boy and couldn't play the season opener. Like... He's supposed to get traded this season, and he's not even going to play because he's turning his ankle in warm-ups. It reminds me, when I was in ninth grade, our JV basketball team, we played a team, and our best put one of our best players, who's my best friend, rolled his ankle in warm-ups by landing on a teammate in the layup line and could not play in a game. We lost that game by like 30, got destroyed. The next time we played that team, he was able to play and we won by like 30. And I didn't, I still hear it from him now. Oh, yeah. I was a 60 point difference. (laughs) (laughs) So someone's getting the rebound. He's doing the layup and he just comes down on him. Yeah, just landed on him, rolled his ankle. Replace him with robots. Yeah. And the only answer. (laughs) Yeah. So Miles Turner, they got to trade him. He can't be getting hurt by ball boys. That's what's supposed to happen here. I can't. Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're proud of yourself. Yeah, Fox backs me. Wow. Well, and to be honest, to be honest, no, no, that's enough. That's enough. Next question, please. Kenny Pickett was a full participant in practice for the Steelers. Uh, he was knocked out of Sunday's game. Was in concussion protocol. Uh, Steelers play the Dolphins on Sunday, so this is going to be a battle of concussed, concussed quarterbacks. quarterbacks. 
Surprise, he's back. Surprise, he's practicing considering he's still in protocol. Yeah. Here was the here was the part I was curious about. Uh, he's in concussion protocol. That doesn't necessarily mean you have a concussion, right? No, it just no. means that you're going through the steps to prove that you're good to right. go. Somebody, you got to ramp seen, it up. You, someone has seen a symptom or something that they put you in the protocol. So he conceivably could have never actually had, had a full the concussion. Yeah. Right. right. And they just, it's the, it's what we're expecting NFL yeah. teams. They right. throw you on cautious. a bike. Do you have symptoms after working out? Yes or no. If you have symptoms, no more bike for you. Okay, you're good to go. Now we go to the practice. Are you having symptoms? No. Okay, then we upgrade yeah. you again. So I'm... I'm assuming, based on this, Kenny Pickett never actually had a concussion. They just right. put him in the protocol. They were actually being, you know, precautionary with a player right. that might have had one anyways. All right. The front page brought to you by Bonkers Comedy Club at the Suncoast. The Suncoast Hotel and Casino is the place to eat, drink, and laugh. Check out Bonkers Comedy every Saturday night. High end over end, shorter kick. Courtney makes the catch to the 7, straight out to the 10, 15, left turn, hit and dropped at the 18-yard line. And the ball is on the ground. The ball is fumbled. And it looks like Air Force has recovered another fumble. Wow. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN <laughs> Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. I got distracted. Sorry, I forgot the bet. That, that, that last <laughs> wow in there by Russ Langer was phenomenal call. Um, so UNLV basketball, uh, the Mountain West media poll or preseason poll was out yesterday and UNLV was picked to finish sixth in the conference. San Diego state was first followed by Wyoming, Boise state, Colorado state, and coming in at fifth, New Mexico, New Mexico does return all their starters from last year, right? How good is that when you're a bad team? You're probably going to be better than last season, but will they be top five in the conference? Uh, we shall see UNLV coming in at six. So, so he said yesterday, fifth or sixth. I spent Bischoff's briefs yesterday talking about, you know, Ken Palm projections used, you know, Bart Torvik, Evan Maya, a couple different places that do some preseason projections. And it was UNLV's outside the top 100 and UNLV is somewhere between fourth and seventh in terms of the mountain West projections. The actual preseason poll has them at sixth. We spent yesterday talking about how bad that would be, how a 16 and 13, 17 and 12 type of record would not really mean much. And Kevin Kruger would have two seasons where they didn't really do anything, right? Where they didn't even come close to the NCAA tournament if all those projections turn out to be true. Here's what I want to do today. What does it take? What does this team need to finish higher than six in the Mountain West, to contend for a Mountain West title, to make the NCAA tournament, or at the very least, be close to the NCAA tournament. Because I think even if UNLV missed the NCAA tournament this year, if they were close, if they were talked about as a bubble team in February and March, I think that would be a success for Kevin Kruger. Even if you well, missed the NCAA tournament. Season right. Of, yes, absolutely. If you're close, I think that would Probably be Probably gets in the NIT. Right. So... Can they, how do they get close or get in, right? What do they need this season? Well, I, if we agree that offensively they're going to struggle, then they're going to be, and defensively they're going to be good, they need to be great defensively. So if you look at the defense, um, Ken Palm projected them in the 80s for their defensive efficiency. If they have a top 25 defense by, de by you know defensive efficiency ranks, then they're going to be in that conversation. Mm -hmm. They're going to be in that, hey, maybe not actually winning the Mountain West, but... They're Maybe probably in the top. top two or three, and they're probably on the bubble to some degree at the end of the season. So 
how realistic is it or how do they become a top 25 defense? To give you some numbers here on the Ken Palm preseason projections, San Diego State's projected to be the fifth best defense in the country. No one else is in the top 50 in the Mountain West. Uh, There's a lot of teams between 50 and 100, including UNLV. Um, Last year, UNLV was 97th in defensive efficiency. They haven't been top 25 since 2012-2013 when Dave Rice was the head coach. So the real question is, how do they do it? Kevin Kruger has to have hit on like four or five of these transfers. And I think there's, I don't know, I think there's a legitimate possibility that they could be this. I think they'll end up outside the top 25, but I do think they're a top 50 defensive team this year. Elijah Harkless should be a great defender from Oklahoma. Eli Parquet was Colorado's best uh, perimeter defender last year. Luis Rodriguez from Ole Miss, great defender in the SEC. They brought in multiple guys that were really good defensively at the power five level. Keyshawn Gilbert, who was here, very good defensively. David Mwaka, there might be some mobility issues for teams that play small, but as a center, he can be a great shot blocker and rim protector. They have the pieces that they can put out there, a tremendous defensive team. I think they finish top 50. Top 25 might be stretching it a little bit, but I think there is a possibility they are top okay, 25. So if they're top 50, I'm not so sure they're top three in the league because offensively they're right. just going to struggle. If they're 43rd defensively this year, they're probably not in the top three and they're probably not on the bubble. So to get top 25, what do they need? They need all of those guys to, to be actually good. be the defensive players that we're talking about, right? right? They can't have um, two you know, of them. Right, exactly. They need all of them. Take, and take Keyshawn Gilbert, for example, who was here last year. They need him to be an always good defender because Keyshawn Gilbert last year was an aggressive defender who got beat quite a bit, right? Like he would make a lot of plays but he's very aggressive and that leads to getting beat. They need Keyshawn Gilbert to not get beat as much. They need Harkless to be the best defender in the Mountain West. They need Luis Rodriguez to be able to defend fives and guards. He needs to be able to defend everything, right? They need David Mwaka to block shots and not get pulled out of position and get exposed off the dribble and stuff, right? If they get all of that, they can be a top 25 defense. It's very unlikely that you get all of that, though. You probably will get two or three of those things to work out. And that leads to them being a top 50 defense, which is still would be a great defensive season. Just might not be enough to carry the offense. So the other side of this to me, how do they find this offense? The first place I think we look is can EJ Harkless have a breakout season? That's the guy that, that appears to be the number one option on offense. I know we didn't see him in the Canadian trip because he was hurt, but you look at Elijah Harkless. This was his last season in Oklahoma. 10 points per game, only shot 42% on two-pointers, only shot 32% on three-pointers. That's not a very efficient stat line. Normally, we would take a guy who's at a Power 5 school who takes a step down and say, oh, well, he will be more efficient. The problem is, is we've seen Elijah Harkless at a step down. His best season in Cal college State Northridge. was at Cal State Northridge. His best season was 10.7 points per game, 48% on two-pointers, 36% yeah, so on three-pointers. He's already played at that. Well, he played a level below right. the Mountain West. Yes, exactly. So the weird part on... Harkless that we rarely have. We have a player that's played below UNLV's level and above, and above. UNLV's level. And he basically put up the same, same seasons. So I think that's who he is. Now he's going to get more shots here. I assume he's going to get more shots here than he did at either one of those stops. So he'll probably average 15, 16 points a game. But the question is going to be how efficiently does he do it? Can he shoot over at 18? You think 
who else is scoring on this team, I think is the real question. They might need him to, but how efficient is he? Can he shoot over 50% on two-pointers? Something he's never done in his career. Can he shoot over 38% on three-pointers? Something he's never done in his career. It's possible, but I don't think it's likely for that to happen. And then, so the follow-up to that is if we're looking for offense, is there a surprise guy that comes out and has a big offensive season or at least just significantly better than expected? There's four names to me that could be the surprise guy. Keyshawn Gilbert's one. He was not a big offensive player last year, only 2.6 points per game, but only played 14 minutes. There is some potential there for Keyshawn Gilbert to be sort of a lead guard. Well, he's got to score more guard, than that. Right, and and actually look for his shot this season. There's some potential there. I don't think, for Keyshawn Gilbert, can he be a 10-point-per-game type of guy? I was just going to say, can he go from 2.6 to 8 or 10? Right, if he can do that, that's going to help the offense a lot. If he goes from 2.6 to 5.8 or whatever, he'll it is. still be an important player, but you're not taking that step right. offensively. The one that I think has the best shot to do it offensively is Jackie Johnson. He's coming from Duquesne where he averaged nine and a half points in 19 minutes. He led UNLV in scoring in on that Canadian trip. He will shoot from everywhere. I think he's got a chance to actually be their leading scorer this year, depending on how much Kruger plays him because defensively he's not going to be their best option, but that might be the guy that can light it up the scoreboard, light up the scoreboard that they need. Uh, Keyshawn Hall's the freshman, the recruit who everybody seems to love. I doubt, I don't think he's going to play a ton of minutes this year, but there is some potential that he's a breakout freshman. And then the one role player that I think could make a big difference on this team is Isaiah Cottrell, the power forward transfer from West Virginia that went to Bishop Gorman. He only shot 32% from three last year at West Virginia, but in practices, that I've spent to, he looks like he can shoot it really well. And if they can get a guy who I think he's 6'10", who can play in the front court and can stretch the floor with his shooting, that could make a big yeah. difference to this team. Yeah. Because anybody that needs to drive to the paint, if your Boy. center can shoot threes, that'll help a lot. All the people you just said, there are a lot of ifs in here. The whole the whole roster. The whole, the whole roster yeah. is an if in and, terms of what he can they can do offensively. And so the problem for UNLV is that the, if, if they got five, six, seven guys to hit their top end, like hit their ceiling. This team's going to the NCAA tournament. The problem is it's really, really hard to get five to seven guys to hit their ceiling. You're probably going to get three. Yeah. Two or three guys that hit their ceiling, two or three guys that hit their floor and are just not right. playable. And then and everybody then else guys in the middle. Right. And if that's the case, they're probably the fifth best team, sixth best team in the mountain West. And they're not going to the NCAA tournament, but if it's there, if they got five or six guys to hit their ceiling, that's just very, very unlikely to happen. All right, coming up next, Darren Millard joins the show. Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK Update with Darren Milsey Millard. Hi, Darren. Come on, Darren. What's happening, Ed? What's Hello. going on, buddy? Listen, listen. We got new jerseys to talk about. Yes. Um, before we get to the Golden Knights ones, have you seen the Philadelphia Flyers? Uh, yeah, I'm not crazy about it. What What are we doing with these pants here? You're going to have to explain to me what these... They wore these in the 80s? Uh, yes. They wore long pants. What's happened? Why? What was the logic there? Uh, well, those were a, a part of the game, an era of the game, that we would rather not talk about. <laughs> To be, to be quite honest, but it, it, it was supposed to be the future of the game. It was uh, it got rid of the socks. It was supposed to be quicker. It was supposed to be 
uh, a different style of uniform, uh, and you were supposed to be easier to get for kids to get dressed, uh, all that uh, that stuff. And uh, basically, every youth hockey team and and junior hockey team uh, wore them. Uh, it only ever got to the National Hockey League with two teams, with Hartford and Philadelphia, and it's etched in our memory because. Wayne Gretzky uh, scored 50 in 39 against the Philadelphia Flyers, and Bill Barber went uh, trying to defend him and sliding by, and he was wearing those uh, long pants. There was two styles. There was the CCM style, and then the more common, what everybody refers to them as, is Cooperalls, but, uh, but Barber was wearing the CCM. And they were fat. Like, if you fell down, Ed, you would end up in Reno in three minutes. <laughs> Hey, don't call me crazy. I love uh, I love the stars. Pete DeBoer may never lose a game this year, and I love the stars retros. And, I, and I'm <laughs> I, and I'm not a, I'm not a Jersey guy, but these retros are turning me, man. They are turning me into a retro and you. turning me into a Jersey guy. I love the Knights. I want to know if they'll make a T-shirt out of it more than a Jersey. I'm not a Jersey guy. Oh, that's um, a good idea. That's a, that's a great idea. I hadn't thought of that. Well, you know they like to sell things over there at City National, so maybe they can yeah. throw in a T-shirt. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah. I walk through there every day, going to Studio Thirty One uh, and or the coffee shop, and I'm always like looking, grabbing uh, uh, something off the shelf and, and taking a look at it. So a T-shirt would be awesome. I'll mention that to them. Please do. Is there a sword on the Golden Knights pants? I have not actually seen the pants yet. You haven't seen the pants yet. Every damn picture is just this guy dancing in the jersey, and I can't see the damn pants. Um, do you want me to tell you honestly, or do you want me to make you wait and, and, and fail to confirm that? I guess you, I mean, you do this all the time, so you can torture me a little bit more. I'll find it eventually. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I'll, I'll jump again on that one. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, a great graphic on the side of the, of the ho- hockey pants and it, it just adds to it. It's, it's different actually than I, I never anticipated that part of the, the uniform, uh, coming together, and it's uh, it's not something that you'll get if you just buy the jersey, uh, obviously. But it's a, it's a great addition, uh, compliment to to what we're going to see. All right, well, let's get to it. Is it good or bad that Logan Thompson's their best player? <laughs> I think it's great. In in all uh, joking aside, coming out and being able to answer the bell, and not just uh, at grab uh, the faith of the teammates but uh, but I think it's done a, a lot for this team's uh, respect around the league with people looking going okay go. I was on the fence on the goaltending and now I've watched what what Logan's done and what Aiden did in in his first game it, it's a, a real boost uh, to people coming around and, and acknowledging that this team has has uh, the legitimate uh, aspirations that, that that were coming from inside the organization, um, and and you can never go wrong if your goaltender is the best player. I, I, I firmly believe that. Uh, and, and if you work out and get some help for your goaltender after that, that that's fine because there's enough offense, and the blue line is so staggeringly good in this team that um, the the goaltending being at this level uh, only bodes for for really good things. Are you sure there's enough offense one game after Jack Eichel and Mark Stone combined for zero shots on goal? Yeah, because I I generally look at a bigger picture than you. Generally, <laughs> generally, and generally, <laughs> and? like every t- every time, <laughs> like always, like every every 
opportunity. I have to open my eyes. I look at it a little big picture. Like if 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 Tyler's at lunch, he's looking at the one part of his sandwich that he's going to take a bite on. He doesn't yes. even know that there's the rest of the burger there and fries and a little coleslaw and a drink and three other people sitting at the table. He's looking at that little bit that he's going to take a bite of. It's a lot of words to not say Jack Eichel and Mark Stone are going to score goals this year. Well, I've liked Jack uh, through training camp and the first part of the season. Uh, I didn't really grasp on to anybody the other night, Tyler. They, they, they weren't sharp. Uh, they weren't sharp from the start of the game. They weren't sharp uh, through the opportunity on the power play in the third period. And, uh, and we know what happened uh, with the penalties, which were as a result of, of not being sharp. Some trips, some, uh, some being late, some frustration, uh, some fatigue. Uh, I, I'm, like, that, that's a good measuring stick, and, but uh, uh, you're already thick, but it's bad if you're, if you're 0-3 going into it. But you're 3-1 going into it, you, you get Tonelestin, you come back, and then I'm, I'm encouraged uh, by it. And you're going to play a team tonight that doesn't like playing defense. You're going to play a team Saturday that, uh, that would rather outscore you, and we saw that in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And and Monday's uh, a, a similar team in the Toronto Maple Leafs, so uh, I think you'll see uh, some some really continued uh, growth in the in the form of our uh, the top offensive players. Overreaction? Did anything worry about worry about the Calgary game in terms of the matchups, or they were better than you thought? And you're like, oh, this is going to be an issue. I think it's a mix of both, Ed. Really, like Calgary's good, and, and Calgary actually brought in more points to replace the outgoing uh, number of goals and assists that they lost in the offseason. Uh, and they are better than I thought at this point. I thought it would take some time under Daryl and, uh, and everybody learning him, uh, learning the new system, and everybody just gelling. When, when players change teams, it's a big, especially guys that haven't changed teams before, like Jonathan Huberto, it takes a while to, to, to settle in. So uh, they're better than I thought early on. Uh, and uh, and I thought they were going to be good later, but I'll put some of this uh, on Vegas as well that uh, that they just weren't at their game uh, at uh, really at any point during that that contest, uh, which was uh, which I, I was uh, disappointed in because I wanted to see the, the both teams healthy and, and playing. So I'll give fifty fifty uh, responsibility for that game. Uh, not, a, not a big worry. And the next time they play it. They're not going to play until like two months left in the season, a month, a month and a half left in the season. So uh, I think we will see different teams. Is that long? It's that long before they play them again? Yeah, hey. yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's wild. And Winnipeg's Winnipeg's back here next, uh, like in ten days or something like that. So like the 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 splits on the schedule are wild. Darren, what number should a goalie be? Like on the back of a sweater. Yeah, what else would I be talking about? Well, I don't know, one or two, like the backup, one, two, or three, in order of uh, hierarchy on the team. Uh, Lindsey Brown is in here today. She is uh, not going to be happy with that answer, although I don't know if you could have given her any answer that she would have been one happy One is with. fine. Two is not. <laughs> you were one. I, that's what I mean. One is fine. One's the traditional hockey number for, for goalies, but two is not. Well, two two's the European number for goaltenders. It it used to be that way, where one was the starter and two was the backup. Uh, that's the way Europeans did it for the for the longest time uh, in the early origins of the sport. So that's that's why uh, you'll you'll see a goaltender the odd time with two. Uh, 
what's his name in Edmonton was number 19. Koskinen. Uh, that was odd. Uh, Koskinen was number 19. That was different. But I, I think it's honestly, Balfour was 20 in favor of Trechak giving him an honor. We got 74. We got 47. We got, uh, it, it, it doesn't really matter. The Anything a single digit other than one is um, oddity for North Americans, but it has been done in the past. Lindsay, what do you feel about the number 25 as a goalie? I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the 25. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. We went over that yesterday. But that, to each their own. Everybody's picking different numbers these days. But uh, I, I just have a few that I'm just like, that's more traditional. Or I, I just like the energy. I look at numbers as energy, Darren. Uh, number 99 will not fly. No, no, certainly not. It that, should, that's, about, that's about the only one that I, that I will flag completely. Uh, there's there's some numbers that I didn't think I would like. Forty seven was one. I thought well, that's odd, but it kind of looks good on guys. Uh, uh, balances out there. Um, then there's uh, like uh, I like thirty nine. I like thirty six. Uh, oh, Forty one's like, not bad. She's big. She's big on thirty five. That was her number. What's uh, what what's Ed's favorite number? Eight. Mm, the infinity <laughs> sign. That's going to be a tough one to fly on a goalie. I know. I know. On a What's goalie. eight? What? Why eight? It's just my favorite number. I don't know. Oh. It's my okay. favorite color as well. All right. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite color? Green. Come on. What's he talking about? You know where I'm oh, from. Oh, Jesus. All right. We got to go to break before Ed gets in trouble. He's Darren Millard. You can see him on uh, AT&T Sportsnet tonight as the Golden Knights take on the Jets. Darren, I think we appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. You know who my favorite announcer is? Yourself would be should be the answer, Ed. Ah, uh, thank you, Darren. It's not a, it's you not as well, announcer. Get out of Wife here. loves the suits. Get out of here, Thanks, Darren. Buddy. See We're you. done See with you. you. What did he? He yelled about me for using the wrong word once, and I can't remember what it was. What and was it, the word? I don't remember. Bird. I used a synonym, and he was like, "That's not the right word." And he just called you an announcer. In He's no a huge way, fan of Ed. Is it a Canadian thing? In no way are you an announcer. No. Is it a Canadian thing? <laughs> what are you announcing? Part of the process. <laughs> Part of the process. Mm-hmm. You're a writer or columnist and a radio host. Not an That's why you like the number eight, because it's infinite. You, there's there's no limit to you, Ed. It just, it just goes. <laughs> just nothing is out of reach. It's I knew continuous. It was a bad, right when I said eight, I knew it was horrible for the eight, goalie. Eight is a great number, though. It's a, his... it's a great number. I'm a huge fan of that number. I usually don't like even numbers either. I found. Anyways, what's wrong with you? Lots of things. I don't. <laughs> Lots of things. I'm a. I'm a goalie. Come on, come on. Okay. All right. We got Golden Knights tickets to give away. They play the Jets tonight, and you can go see them. Seven zero two three six four eleven hundred is the phone number. Be caller number nine right now at seven zero two three six four eleven hundred. You'll win a pair of tickets to go see the Golden Knights take on the Winnipeg Jets. Board of Subs is celebrating 50 years as your neighborhood sandwich shop. And after 50 years, every sub we make is still sliced fresh, served on fresh baked bread, and topped with the taste you crave. Visit your neighborhood Port of Subs today or order online at portofsubs.com for pickup or delivery. The importance of reading night is you're, you're essentially closing a chapter. You're closing the last chapter that we're about to get ready and start the next journey. That journey is complete. It's complete with a diamond ring. It's complete with a ring that says we are the best in the world. It's a very emotional night. Very emotional. I'm looking forward to playing. I'm looking forward to being a part of Rain Night. That's the countdown, baby. I'm out.
You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Congratulations to John. He won a pair of tickets to the Golden Knights take on the Jets. Uh, Next week, we're going to have Elton John tickets to give away. Uh, We'll have some. Cofield and company will have some. So if you want to go see Elton John, we're going to have tickets to give away on ESPN Las Vegas next week. Uh, I have an important non-sports story for you, though. Well, important to some people, including my fiance. Well, fiance is all over this. Uh, BTS, the K-pop band, possibly the most popular band in the world. They are going on a hiatus because they have to serve in the Korean military. Apparently that is a requirement for all Korean men to serve, I think it's two years, in the uh, military. There has not been a special exception made for BTS. If you remember, they did go on a hiatus, or they said they were going on a hiatus back in April. They actually then came back together and played a concert, a free concert in Korea, but now they're saying they're going on a real hiatus for two years because they have to go serve in the military. So Jin is the oldest at 29. <laughs> so they've been able to put off the starting of the service until now, and he's 29. He will begin preparations next month. And all seven members of the group, the youngest is 25, also plan on following their service for two years. So no concerts for two years. Apparently. Solo projects, though, they're allowed to do, just oh. not as the group. Harry Styles breaking out? Breaking out is of Jen, what? Is Jen Harry Styles? You, you, you always have guys break no. out and do the uh, individual no, Jen career. Would, Jen, I know too much. Jen would not be the Harry Styles. He would not be. No. K-pop is a much different marketing machine. Yeah. So here's the actual uh, intrigue of this. They should get a pass on no! this. Oh, no! No! Why? No! This Why? is this is the this is this what is you got to do if everybody has to do William it. William and Harry is above had to it. do it, and one Correct. of them is going to be the king of England. Correct. <laughs> William and Harry had to do it. They served. They they, were they should not. Harry was jumping were. on a Harry choppers. was jumping on an airplane. Yeah. They should not have to do it. No chance. No chance they should have to go. Uh, I mean, they generate uh, billions for the economy in a lot of ways. You could say, well, they're technically serving that way. Or I know in the past, like. Because you have to serve if you're in Russia that if you played for Putin's team in the KHL that that would count as service. <laughs> Not team, sure if that's the, still true. The team he was on? No, the team that... Yeah, exactly. The one that he owns and he skates <laughs> around he skates and once around in a while. It? Yeah, the Red Army team. It was like a, a different type of deference. Global award-winning athletes and classical musicians are not required to serve in the Korean military. Keyword classical. Why would I was gonna say why would biggest K pop band in the world not be given the similar exemption as athletes? I don't think anyone should be given exemptions. Go ahead and serve your country. Everyone else is doing it. Step Absolutely up, BTS. Not. Step up. Absolutely not. How sad this is, is good the, for democracy. How sad is the fiance? Oh, devastated. Absolutely devastated. Just two years. So no no new music, no new anything. Still got black yeah. pink. No, none at all. Um Tottenham, one of their best players. Uh, Youngman Son Has is to. Korean. Um, he served three weeks. He served three? Yep. Let him serve three weeks and then he was done. So three less than weeks? Less trust. Well, weeks. maybe BTS gets that kind of break. Perhaps. Why wouldn't they? What if they just I, sent him out like what we do to for comedians and other bands to like go visit the troops and stuff? Maybe they're going to perform for the troops. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the maybe bit. That's, maybe that's their service. Maybe they just go perform. Genuine question um, that maybe I should know. I don't think I know. Where are Korean troops actually stationed at the moment? Probably at the border. 
They okay. just stare at each other. They literally, they have that, that like no cross thinking, zone and they said Conan yes. into that weird yes. building. It was like yes. a trailer yes. with yes. no art on at, the walls. The They're North like, Korea. let's, let's see if we can talk this out. <laughs> Bring Rodman with. Like, Why not? The whole, so they're bringing BTS there to talk oh it out. Oh God! Just start. Could you imagine them just going into like the the that zone and just starting like their routine and dancing at them <laughs> and just like. <laughs> That's gonna be the relations right there. Oh yeah. Why not? That's hilarious. There's no doubt in my mind they should be given a pass on this. What are they gonna do? They're what, gonna serve. They're what, not bigger than K-pop. What K-Pop. are they gonna do gonna in serve. the military? What are they gonna do? Data entry. Oh, what was the Jack Nicholson line in A Few Good Men? Oh, Pick God. up a weapon. Such a good stand, movie. Uh, stand guard, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, that's what they're going to do. They're going to they're gonna go and serve. They're going to be on guard. They're going to be guarding. Yeah. I whatever guarantee guard out there. this insane <laughs> fan base of this boy band, I guarantee they could get hundreds of people that would go serve for two years in place of them. They're going to hack the military database. That's what they're going to do. Why? They're going to get them reassigned. They're so pop- because they're so popular? Yes. 100%. Their there online would, army is crazy. There would be people that would say, I will serve in the Korean military for two years. If oh, you they're let fans. Them. Yes. Yeah, oh, a oh, thousand okay. percent. If you let them, whatever. Continue, continue to make music. Yeah. Continue yeah. They don't travel. have to do it. Guarantee that would happen. The Korean military could do oh. this and get more members of their military <laughs> by people sacrificing to go instead of BTS. BTS. Yes. Side note. Thank God we don't have this. No, we don't. Thank me being in the military <laughs> for two years? Are you kidding me? Could you imagine Bishop being war be like, analytically, we can't bring this tank because the EPO of this tank is not as good as the yes. other one. You'd be like, also, we can't. I don't let me drive a tank. I drove my car into my house. <laughs> a tank would have totaled it. I wouldn't have a house anymore. 